This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You need to know what's happening. It's, 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 it's time to get in the huddle with Carl Duke, Brian Baldinger, and Jason LaConfora. Welcome, guys, to a special playoff edition of In the Huddle Podcast. I am Jason LaConfora. Uh, Baldy and Carl are on assignment, but I have the pleasure of talking the gambling angles of the divisional round with our buddy Nick Costos from the You Better You Bet podcast and we will go through uh all of these games and pick Nick's brain here on how he's playing them um some other i guess elements to them he may win and and, and props and uh nick are you I, I am assuming you as always are ready to go oh yeah man we've been i've ready to go since we we did a show jason on monday uh during bill Steelers. And we're placing bets for the divisional round. There were some domestics that had markets open for a look at, and we don't even know if these matchups were going to take place. Like Terrell Bernard goes down. I bet some Chiefs plus three. Now, look, that number might come back. Bernard might play in the game. But just to give an example, man, yeah, I've been, we've been betting this round since before the wild card round was even over. So, yeah, we're we're raring to go. Love it. Love it. Well, the the good thing about this uh, podcast as we tape it is, at least we know all these games are apparently going to be played, Nick, and going to be played, we believe, when they are scheduled to be played. Because uh, I hope so. That game you were just referencing there um, that was played on a Monday afternoon. Um, yeah, the totals moved all over the place. The game moved all over the place. And that ended up being uh, a, a tricky wicket for me. That was the only game of last weekend that um, I didn't crush. Let's start uh, with. Let's just go in chronological order. Uh, we'll start with the Texans and uh, the Ravens. These teams met week one. I don't know about you, but the deeper I've looked into that game, the more I've decided it's totally irrelevant when it comes to uh, the exercise this weekend because so much has changed. Uh, both these uh, offensively and defensively, 
the total still right around uh, 44. It, it did open initially at 46, and I wanted to wait for it to go down. It quickly went down to 45. It quickly went down to 44. It went to 43 and a half. That's when I started pounding the over. Um, and it's what been 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 sitting around 10 points for the most part. Um, opened really initially at eight and a half, and now it's been sitting around 10, nine and a half. Uh, what, in, what, what intrigues you here from a, from a total or a side standpoint? Well, just uh, on the total, I think the thing that we'll watch for, and Jason, you and I will talk about this on Saturday morning on You Better You Bet's Countdown to Kickoff. Like, let's make sure the weather is going to be okay on uh, on Saturday afternoon in Baltimore. As of now, like, it's going to be cold, and that's okay. Like, it, the teams can obviously execute offense in cold weather unless you're at the Miami yeah. Dolphins. To be fair, though, that was like minus 50, and this will be like 25. Um, but there's wind in the forecast also. Maybe some rain, and I actually have the latest weather forecast up here. Yeah, I think like maybe we're it's going to be clear from rain, but winds and upwards of 20 miles per hour. And look, this stuff is really fickle, obviously. Like we can wake up tomorrow, it could be all clear. We can wake up tomorrow, it could be 35, you know, uh, mile per hour winds. So wind is is the thing that screws up a passing game and that's going to cause totals to come crashing. I think that's why we saw Jason that dramatic move in the total yeah. market, like this total getting bet down is because people looked at the weather forecast and they see they see winds and they see high winds and it's okay like we're 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 going to bet under here and maybe this is going to be a lower scoring game. So just would encourage people, you know, this will require 5 seconds of work on your own, you lazy bums, or you could just listen to my show on Saturday morning and we'll tell you what's happening. Like Google Baltimore weather Saturday, Baltimore weather today on Saturday and if the wind's like 8 miles per hour, I would bet the over in the game right now with with uh, it being what it is. But if we're talking like 25, 30 mile per hour wins, I, I don't think I can get behind it over here. I, I, I don't know that I'd bet the under with these two quarterbacks. It just makes it a little more tricky. As far as the side market is concerned, Jason, I'm with you. I don't put a lot of stock into what we saw in week one. That was like injury ravaged Texans offensive line. Baltimore ends up winning that game 25-9. And obviously like the Texans are yep. light years different team now than they were then. And Baltimore is probably a little different also. And I think that's a compliment to kind of both teams. Um, as far as this game is concerned, I think nine and a half is probably the perfect number. Um, maybe it's a little short. At 10, I'd consider playing Houston. I would not play Houston plus nine and a half. I think I would need like the full 10 or 10 and a half to play the Texans. So I'm going to end up playing Baltimore in this game. Um, I, it's hard not to love C.J. Stroud, right? And he was obviously electric last weekend, slicing and dicing the Cleveland Browns defense at home. It's going to be a different ball game going on the road in the elements, in the cold, and in the wind. Take on a Ravens team that's obviously really well-rested. And not just well-rested, Jason, with the bye, but a double bye, really, with a lot of players sitting in that Week 18 game against the Pittsburgh yep. Steelers. And I would think back to, you know, like, like games that C.J. Stroud has played in the elements. And the one that comes to mind is that game against the Jets when he got Jets. knocked out, obviously, at the end of the first quarter by Quentin Williams, but was miserable up until that point. Texans didn't do anything on offense the entire game. And on the flip side, you know, Zach Wilson looked like, you know, like the second coming. Like Zach Wilson looked awesome yes. in that game. So, look, Stroud's 50 times better than Zach Wilson, obviously. Just that I think I have more confidence in the Ravens here um, to win by a lot than I do in the Texans to keep the game close. And just, and Jason, you're in Baltimore, obviously, and I'm guessing that some Ravens fans will be, and, and I think this is understandable, right? Be a little nervous going into this game as a big favorite, right? We saw this happen in 2019 against the Tennessee Titans and everyone thought yes. the Ravens would roll over the AFC South opponent to the AFC championship game. And they end up losing that game, obviously on a Saturday night in miserable fashion. 
to the Titans. Like Baltimore gained like 1,500 yards of offense in that game and went like one for 19 on fourth down. Like that was, I think, like an outlier performance. Mm-hmm. I, I think you'll get a better performance from the Ravens in this game. Uh, I, 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 I don't love Baltimore, Jason. I like Baltimore laying the nine and a half. Yeah. Yeah. I'm wondering if this comes down at all. Like there's there's this greedy part of me that, that wants to see this come under nine and bang Baltimore then. Um, if it does, I think, I think you could teach Baltimore. I would like, that would be like what I would want to do. If it goes to eight and a half, let's say like you're right, like we see some movement yeah. here on Houston. This goes to eight and a half. I think you enter teaser range there with Baltimore where you tease Baltimore down to minus two and a half where they win by three, you win. So like yeah. you acquire the most likely outcome for the team yeah. that's the favorite in the game and you win by that margin. And I think you could, like I would like to pair Baltimore with Detroit basically just to win their game against Tampa Bay. So I, I think Jason, like if you like Baltimore in the game and that happens and mm-hmm. Houston gets bet a little bit, this goes under nine to eight and a half. I, I, I would put Baltimore in teasers with a lot of different things and feel good about it. Um, My favorite prop bet, maybe of the whole weekend, probably of the whole weekend is Lamar Jackson over 20, 225 and a half passing yards. Um, I think that number's an insult to him. If if you've watched what he's done against playoff teams, Nick, he's got over 2,000 yards passing just against playoff teams. If you've watched what this team does at home, they're throwing the ball on first down, play action from under center more than any team in the league. He He's – from week 10 to 17 – his first down passer rating is 119.8. He's averaging 10.1 air yards per attempt. He has six touchdowns on first down in that strand, uh, that second most in the NFL, completing almost 70% of his passes on first down. And he's going against the garbage secondary. Like Stingley's great. That's awesome. Um, they hemorrhage yards. Like the wind, they're calling for like occasional wind gust, but like, you know, an eight to 10 mile an hour win. Like, I don't think this is an outdoor football team that um, they've chucked the ball around on everybody. If you've watched in the second half of the year, like to me, I, I'm, I'm playing at 275 and above in all markets. I, I like that. Um, I, I don't, I, like that I, I don't, I don't think they're playing around with the run. Like, I don't know. Like if you've watched them again, Early down, play action, deep shots on first down. I think their first play of the game, they max protect. They send two vert, and he throws the ball 50 yards to Zay Flowers or Rashad Bateman down the flank. Like, I would be surprised if that's not what they do. Um, so that that's – I love that. I love Schultz to go over his. The Ravens have difficulty with tight ends, even middling tight ends. Tight ends worse than him. Um, I do think Zay Flowers has himself a day as well. Are you doing anything here yourself in the prop markets? Yeah, I, I I will end up putting some props in in this game. Probably not until a little bit later in the week. We'll give them out coming up on Saturday morning on on countdown to kickoff. I will say just um, you know, CJ Stroud has kind of turned Nico Collins into like legitimate like all pro wide receiver. Mm-hmm. He's he's now starting to get lines like an elite receiver sitting at 80 and a half is Nico Collins. I'll tell you what, I wouldn't bet the under on Nico Collins. And the one guy that stands out to me a little bit and is starting to come on at the end of the season, and then he obviously sat in week 18, Odell is is Beckham at 31 and a half receiving yards, where I could see the Ravens kind of similar to what Sean McVay and the Rams did a couple years ago, riding Beckham when it matters the most. He's at 31 and a half. I'd look to the over on Odell Beckham. 
Yeah, I'd play his long reception as well. He's a guy, it might only be three plays, but watch. They'll, they'll all be attempts 30 yards downfield or more. Uh, okay, second game of the day. Packers, America's darlings against San Francisco. Uh, they're jumping up in weight class here. Um, but it's it's a number not all that different than a week ago. Um, little little higher, nine and a half. What do you like here? Yeah, I think um I think the point spread has probably moved into a range where it's probably 49ers or nothing. I think if you're betting the point spread, and I would just encourage people to think about it like this. So San Francisco or Dallas rather closes seven against Green Bay, right? Maybe like slightly juiced towards Dallas, but Dallas closes a seven point favorite against the Packers. Um, San Francisco is definitely rated better than Dallas, probably by like three points or more on a neutral, on a neutral field before we factor in home field advantage. Um, and now you have San Francisco off like kind of like not a true double buy, but a lot of players obviously sat mm-hmm. in the week 18 game against the Rams. San Francisco is playing at home. It's a short week for Green Bay, who played on Sunday, now have to play on Saturday. We taped this on Thursday morning. I don't know if Jair Alexander is playing in the game. Right. He obviously matters a lot. So the point spread of this game like should be double digits. The reason why it's not is because Green Bay put forth one of like the great performances we've ever seen last week, and now there's a ton of optimism. I'm not even saying it's unfounded, but optimism now in Jordan Love and the Green Bay Packers offense. So like, point spread-wise, can the Packers cover the spread? Of course. Can they win? Yeah, I think it's unlikely, but of course, like anything can happen on any given Sunday. Um, point spread wise, though, I think it's probably like, I I guess if forced to choose, I think these games are really tough. I guess I'd probably lay the 49ers, yeah. but I can see Green Bay keeping the game close. I'm a little non-committal, Jason, on the spread of the game. Uh, what mm-hmm. I do like here, yeah. I like the total. I like the total. Um, on Monday, when we did You Better You Bet, there were concerns in this game, like there were in the first one, that we would have some inclement weather. And there had rain. been yeah. some big-time rain expected in the forecast. Now, yeah. as the week has gone on, it looks like this game is going to be clear. Weather's fickle again. Things can change. And I understand that people may hear this sort of stuff, and it may sound cumbersome. We're talking about weather. Look, like you want to handicap games and win bets in the sharpest market in the NFL postseason. Yep. Like you got to consider all the factors, right? Um, so now that it looks like we're going to be clear, the total is 50 and a half. And I would just... This is the question I ask myself, and I would encourage people to ask themselves, and I'll ask you, Jason. What is the floor, like the least amount of points the San Francisco 49ers will score in this game is what? I'd say it's 27, their league average at home, right? They average 27 at home, I think, against this defense. they Unless Purdy melts down like he did against the Ravens, they get there. Um, I also think I'm with you. I, I know where you're going. I also think Green Bay, right? They average 25 a game on the road. They're one of the best road scoring teams in the league. Jordan Love's one of the best road quarterbacks in the league. I think they get to their average of 25 as good as this defense is or close enough to it. 24, 23. So I jumped on this at 49 and a half when it, when it opened. Yeah. I, 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 I like the over in the game and look like I'll yeah. feel better about it as we approach kickoff. Like, I'd like for Christian Watson to get a full week of practice in. Not, like, limited or, like, doesn't practice early. Like, I I, I want Christian Watson 100% in this game to feel a little bit better about it. Obviously, like, field stretcher. And look, like, even while he's been out, Dobbs has been awesome. Like, re, I mean, it's all these – this team's going to be a problem for a long time. Um, So, yeah, give me the over in the game. I'll go over 50 and a half, Jason. Uh, how about from a props angle before we move on, Nick? Anything that you're looking at? 
Yeah, I, I think, you know, like, I, I'll look at Christian Watson it, once we make sure he's going to be good to go in 100%. He's going to be lined really low because we haven't seen him perform really since the Week 13 game against the Chiefs on Sunday night where he played really well and then, like, his hamstring gave out on him late in the game. He'll be lined really low, and I think that's something that'll look really attractive to me. And Christian McCaffrey's rushing yards prop is 92 and a half. I, I'm giving, like, significant thought to playing the over on Christian McCaffrey here. I, I mean, like... it. <laughs> Like, Dallas is so inefficient on the ground, and you can run on Green Bay, and, you know, Christian McCaffrey ain't Tony Pollard. So yeah. that, that'll be something I'll look at as well. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm on Aaron Jones rushing attempts over. I'm on Aaron Jones rushing yards over, and maybe my second favorite. You should bet the, the Packers the, in the game. If you like, like, I took them at 10. Yeah. I, I okay, played good. it at 10, though. It so doesn't you made, exist. You made, a, you, made a, you made a great yeah. bet, and a bet that's probably – that number is probably yeah. not coming back. So you and Kittle. Kittle will go over 50 and a half receiving yards. I'll make a bet with you. I bet Kittle goes over 50 receiving yards in the first half. I, oh, um, oh, I like that. Good. And we have seen like tight ends can hit this Green Bay defense. Ferguson had a ton in garbage time last week. Go look at Kittle splits home road. It'll blow your mind. Uh, Chiefs and Bills. Kind of a toss-up game for me here, Nick. Uh I've bet the least on this game of all of them so far. I'm, I'm still kind of working through it. Um, outside of props, I haven't really gotten there on a side or a total. I I, I want to go under. Part of me was hoping this thing would go higher. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure that it is. I, I still, you know, I, I still would go under here. But I'm hoping that people start to think about the game. You know, then everybody starts talking about the playoff game they played years ago where 31 points were scored after the two-minute warning. And it goes a little higher, so I can go under a little higher. Where are you? Uh, I think, yeah, it's, a, again, like a really, like, smart line. Buffalo, like, in between two and a half and three. Every time the Bills get bet out to be, like, a, and, and it's never, like, three minus 110. So, right. basically, like, what does that mean? Just, like, it basically means the number exists kind of, like, in between two and a half and three. Where you have to pay more if you like Kansas City to bet Kansas City plus three, and you have to pay more to lay Buffalo minus two and a half, three, the most key number when you talk about betting on the National Football League. I think, Jason, where this line goes in between now and kickoff on Sunday afternoon will depend on this Bills injury report, mm -hmm. where is, is Teron Johnson going to play in this game? He's been like one of the best corners in football this year. Had a, suffered a concussion, like did practice in a limited fashion on Wednesday. I'm sure if it's even like halfway towards clearing, they'll clear him to play in the mm -hmm. game. We'll, we'll see. Is Terrell Bernard going to play in the game? Got carted off on Monday. Looked like his season was over. And then Sean McDermott saying that there's optimism that he's going to play in the game. Like there are, like we got to make sure we're looking at this Bills defense. Are they going to have a bunch of their players or is this going to be fourth stringers? across like the uh the back seven of the defense with the linebackers in the secondary i think if buffalo is going to have a like is dodson going to play is rasul douglas going to play like, there's right. a lot going on here if buffalo is going to have close to a fully formed defense i think this will close close to a, a full three for buffalo and if they don't i think it'll be kind of where it is right now so we'll hang out in this kind of range so this becomes like a bet your opinion game right because the point spread's perfect, right? It's like no right. one's going to come on here and say, well, actually, I think the Chiefs should be favored. It's like, well, you're dumb. Right. Sorry. Right. right. I think Buffalo should be favored by five. Okay, great. Bet a million dollars on Buffalo, and maybe you win. Um, right. My opinion is, 
I, I think we're going to get to the end of this game, and I'm going to give you a really specific outcome. But this is kind of what I think is going to happen. I think we're going to get to the end of the game. Kansas City is going to be down by like one, two, or three points. Maybe four. Possible it could be four and need a touchdown to win. And I think like at, at, at the death, one of these receivers is going to let Mahomes down in a massive fashion because that's what we've mm. seen happen all year. Because some, look, sometimes he looks like the Travis Kelsey of old, and sometimes he just looks like old. Travis Kelsey. Yeah. Do you, do you trust him in a big spot? I don't think you, I think the only chiefs receiver you could trust in a big spot is Rasheed Rice. Rice. I don't trust anybody else on this offense. No. So like, Neither does Mahomes. yeah, so we're going to get down to the end of the game and we're going to have confidence in these guys. So could it happen? Of course it could, anything could happen. I think it's unlikely. So I like Buffalo to win a close game. So Jason, just to bring back the teaser here this week, mm -hmm. um, and I just want to give some context. My co-host, Ken Barkley on You Better, You Bet, I think is one of the sharpest, sharper than me, one of the sharpest guys out there. He would not tease Kansas City in this game. He said on Monday he thinks that the Bills could, not that they will, but that Buffalo like could blow them out in this game. This is not like the, the 2019 mm -hmm. Chiefs. Mm -hmm. I... I think like the mental makeup of this Buffalo team, I think makes that pretty unlikely that buff, like they're too stupid. They're, they're going to do something, something really dumb in the mm -hmm. game to like Kansas city hang around. If you want to tease Kansas city up to plus eight and a half with Baltimore down to minus two and a half Detroit down to minus a half, just to win the game against Tampa. I think just like alternative ways to playing what is a really mm -hmm. sharp side in total market. Yeah, Pacheco didn't play in the first game between these teams. And you said it, Kansas City's a three-man offense. I think if you want to pound Pacheco, pound Rice, and pound Kelsey, that's where the ball's going, folks. They ain't trusting any of these other Jamokes with their season on the line. Uh, final one for us here, Bucks at the Lions. Baker Mayfield, he's got reverse splits. Much better on the road than at home. Um, I just like points here, Nick, but I'm waiting to see if this comes down at all. Um, I haven't played the over here yet. There's a part of me that's hoping maybe it drops a half point or something. I'm in no rush to play it, but I think both these secondaries get exposed on a perfect day to play pitch and catch in a dome. Yeah. So um, I think, I think, you know, well, just to echo what I've been saying throughout this, um, I think the side is perfect in the game. When we did this on Monday, uh, when we were talking about, you know, and we didn't know what the matchup was going to be because the Bucks and the Eagles still had to play on Monday night. Right. We were kind of talking about, like, what do we think the point spread would be in these games? And basically, like, the conclusion I came to was, I'm going to like Detroit in both matchups. Detroit's going to open way short against the Eagles. If the Eagles win, they'll open, like, three. I would mm -hmm. love Detroit in that spot. And I think, like, Detroit would open, like, five five and a half against Tampa. And I would love the lions. I kind of, I even said on the show, like I think the right point spread in the game, if Tampa wins is lion six and a half. So like we're here. So like, I don't know what, like what I'm supposed to do here. I, my opinion <laughs> is, my opinion is, is that I think Detroit's going to win the game. Um, does that mean that Tampa can't cover the spread? Like, of course they can. Um, so let me ask you a question, Jason, right. and then I can give the rest of my analysis. So I'm curious your opinion on this because we talked about this with, um, the Texans Ravens game, like in week one. And you said, and I agree with you that I don't put a ton of stock in that game. When I handicap the one being played this weekend, how much stock do you put in the game that these two teams played earlier in the season in Tampa, where the lions defense absolutely smothered the bucks offense and ended up winning that game going away on the road in Tampa. You put any stock in that one? The part I put the most stock in is Jared Goff throwing for 355 outdoors, which so that's Jared Goff's second highest outdoor passing total since he became an indoor quarterback, right? 
He's the only one that's higher. I think he destroyed Carolina. So, like, I went back and looked at some of their passing efficiency, what they did against that secondary outside of their norm, right, in foreign elements to them. And so that has led me to some props. Again, I haven't played a side yet, but that has led me to some props on the Lions side. Um, I think the Bucs have evolved. That was a point in time where the Bucs couldn't get anything going at home. They almost looked scared and constricted at home. I look at the scope of their passing game now, and Baker, he'll just find the matchup and throw it. Like, Bucks props are hard outside of Cotton, uh, Kate Otten, because I, I don't know who else he's going to like in any given look. But I know whoever Branch isn't, right, throw the ball there, and you're probably going to be all right. So I, I just want to see if this drops. I'd love this. I'd love to get another half point before I go over, but I think both these teams are scoring twenty-four points. Well, so so let me. So I I'll ask you another question here, and this will lead towards kind of a thought I have on this game. Um, can Tampa Bay ever win or cover a game against Detroit in Detroit that stays under the total? No, not this total. I, they I agree. they're not going to be able to run on them. And I, I think they'll realize that pretty soon. And, and, and it'll be and, throw, 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 throw. And, like, I understand, like, what, like, all the credit in the world to Todd Bowles. I mean that absolutely sincerely. Like, guided this team to the playoffs after they had Brady last year, obviously. And, like, great job on Monday night against the Eagles. Okay. That's, like, like the news already came out yesterday, and this was not didn't hit anyone over the head that the Eagles are already looking at new coordinators. I mean, you literally have Troy Aikman watching the Eagles offense on Monday. And I, I basically right. said like, this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Like you hit. don't, yeah. you don't have to be like a film guy to watch that offense no. against the blitz and say, this is so stupid. Like what, what Baldy was killing. And he should be, everyone should be yeah. killing them. So I guess that takes me to this. There's no mystery about what Todd Bowles does. And I'm not, that's not a bad thing. Like he's gonna he's gonna blitz you in a bunch yep. of different ways, and he's gonna force you to do something, right? Okay. So that was like Brian Johnson and Nick Sirianni on Monday night. Here's Ben Johnson. Good luck. Like it, it, it just ain't gonna work. It ain't gonna work. Detroit's gonna roll up a ton of points in this game. So my advice to people would be. If you like Tampa in the game, which is reasonable, like, again, I think the point spread's perfect. So I mm-hmm. think it's like a flip a coin as Detroit by seven, Detroit by six, whatever. I think it's a perfect point spread. If you like Tampa, I think you parlay the bucks in the over as I don't think they can cover or win right. a game that goes under the total. Um, I, I guess Jason, like the way I'd like to play this game is I, 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 I want to like tease Detroit with Kansas city. And I will call it the 2023 NFL season opening memorial team. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. listen, make me pick the game. I'll lay Detroit. But mm-hmm. like, I'm telling you that my point spread in the game, I think the point spread's perfect. My opinion is I think Detroit wins by 10. Do I feel confident enough to register that opinion in the market? On like a regular Sunday with like a bunch of other games? Sure, no, sure, sure. but I, but I'll bet. Th- yeah, I'll, I'll bet it because it's one of the only games left in the season. But I, don't, I, I I'm not going to tell you it's my favorite bet. But I like Detroit in the game. Yeah, I like Detroit too. But and here's um, what we need, by the way. Just throw this out there ahead of next week. It would be fantastic if the Lions beat the hell out of the Bucks, and San Francisco beats Green Bay in like unimpressive fashion, and then we get the opportunity to lay San Francisco against Detroit in the NFC Championship game at a better number coming up next week. Would be that would be like that would be better than any bet we've got on the board this weekend. Yeah, that would be something. That would be something. I, I do think Detroit can give San Francisco a game. But that's a conversation for another day. Maybe next Friday. Listen, as Nick said, this stuff changes with the weather. It changes as props 
uh, more people get into props later in the week. Those markets start to shift. So you can listen to Nick and I break this down. You can listen to, to Nick break it down all the time on You Better You Bet. You can listen to me break it down with those guys Saturday morning on You Better You Bet. And you can listen to me, Baldy, and Carl back next week starting Tuesday to start pivoting from wrapping up the divisional rounds to previewing the championship games on the In the Huddle podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in. Enjoy the game. See you next week. Twenty four hundred Sports is an Odyssey company. 